previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. I am in good standing uh, with a with a certain sect. She's an oracular fixer. <laughs> Hold on, let me get this straight. Your mentor's name is Helen. She is hot, but you know, pure coincidence. <laughs> Everyone's hot, as we've established early on. It feels like a hybrid of things. You're not really familiar with an insect like this. I don't. I don't think these bugs do chill, Marion. That's just just the first witness that Coach Stevens has killed today. But then, like, what do I ask the bug? Because my first question is just like, what the fuck? It is not the energy of a normal living creature. It is the energy of it's something else. My hate lives on this fucking guy right here. Feed, grow, spread. Just your regular bog standard haunted house, you know. I just, I just need to make sure that you're not gonna tell anybody about what we're about to tell you. The, so the dead person is not the issue. When, when he sees inside that no one's looking, he kind of pours gasoline over a few spots on the ground. Oh, it's blood spattered. Why is it blood spattered? <laughs> Oracle vision, find other attack, cover up, look for a house. Delphi, Greece, July 5th, 1987. Sunblock was a lie invented to sell unsuspecting people goop they didn't need, Marion decided. She had dutifully slathered on a layer that morning, and it even topped up during the lunch break. But as she carefully pressed a finger onto her bright red arm and watched it turn pale and white underneath, she heaved a sigh. She was hot, she was sweaty, and Evie had already opted on napping back at the hotel, and that sure seemed like the smarter choice from where Marion was sweatily standing. Today was their one day in Delphi, since there wasn't much to the town other than touring the archaeological remains and the museum there. Luckily, the guide had explained before they started trekking out across the fields that they'd be out of the sun shortly, going into part of the cave system that extended to underneath the remains of the big temple they had passed. Marion had dutifully tried to listen to their guide explain about the history of Delphi, but after the heat and the walking and days and days of columns and lectures and plaques, it was all beginning to run together. Apparently, there used to be a crazy old lady who may or may not have been on drugs and may or may not have spoken in either perfect verse or gibberish, and lots of people used to come hoping for wisdom or visions, or maybe it had just always been a tourist trap. As the line of students and chaperones ducked into a small opening in the rocks that quickly revealed an enormous rocky chamber, Marion straightened up and breathed a sigh of relief, and then kept on breathing deeply as she realized she was a little more affected by the heat than she'd thought on the walk up. Not to worry, she just needed a few minutes to cool off out of the sun, as everyone started to break off from the group to wander around, Marion took her time and headed towards where it looked darkest and coolest inside. She was vaguely sure that sitting or even leaning against an ancient archaeological site was frowned on, so she put her hands on her knees, closed her eyes for just a moment, and focused on breathing, deep and slow. She didn't notice when the air went a little hazy, or when it started to smell almost metallic 
not right away. It honestly didn't occur to her until later, because the dark colors behind her closed eyes started to swirl. Marion lost her balance, going down hard onto one knee, her eyes snapping open. What she saw then wasn't the light filtering into a cave of tourists and schoolmates, however. She saw some sort of monstrous creature hauling up out of the water. Water? All teeth and long spikes and two black, soulless eyes. Even as she scrambled backwards, she also saw a black woman charging across the beach. She was in a cave, not a beach, towards the creature holding a, a sword? What the hell? And suddenly, in the space of an eye blink, it was gone. Her knee was smarting, and there was grit in the palm of the hand she'd caught herself on. But the cave was a cave again, and whatever heat, exhaustion, hallucination she'd just imagined was gone. Marion waved off the help of one of the other students and tried to pretend like she hadn't apparently started seeing things in the middle of a school-sponsored field trip. She strolled as casually as she could back outside, deciding that the sun was now clearly the lesser of two evils. As her eyes readjusted, she heard a voice asking her, "'Do you need a band-aid? I wasn't totally sure based on what they told me.'" Marion squinted into the sun to see who was talking, and then stopped breathing for a second as she realized she was being addressed by the same woman she had just seen attacking a monster on a beach. She was nowhere near being able to wrap her head around it when the woman started to explain that the oracle wasn't as long vanished as the tour guides claimed and that if she wanted it, there was an invitation waiting for Marion. Later that afternoon, still in a daze, Marion quietly entered the hotel room she was sharing with Evie, who was up and about again and getting ready to go down for dinner. Evie took one look at Marion and clocked right away that something was off, and her demeanor shifted as she asked if something had happened, ready to spring into action. Marion stared at her best friend for one second too long and made a choice. Just too much sun today, that's all. She smiled. dealing with insects right now <laughs> bugs <laughs> this, is our, don't say. this is a, this is our problem that the uh, characters are encountering so i need to get on record here and i know that some of you have given answers to this so i want to ask one how you feel about bugs in general two regardless of your feelings is there a bug you could like i know lots of people don't like bugs i get it but like is there a bug that you can tolerate or is there even a bug that you kind of like or find cute Mm. Eric, can we start with you? <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say I'm very much on the record um, with, with my answer on this. I hate bugs. Bugs freak me out. Bugs specifically freak me out because they can hide from me and I can't oh, see them. Um, remind me so of that. So that's, that's my big thing. 
with them is they could be they could be and are around me at all times, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know true. that they're there. Yep. Mikey did push me and asked how I felt about butterflies, and specifically, <laughs> like, if someone led me blindfolded into a butterfly garden, how I would handle that. Butterflies are fine. Butterflies are not trying to hide from me. Even if I have a blindfold on, they're not attempting to hide from me. <laughs> um, so maybe butterflies. I weirdly don't have an issue with ladybugs. Um, hmm. Something about them doesn't freak me out. But, like, I, I'm fine with butterflies, but, like, moths, I'm not a fan yeah, of. So Aww. I'm not exactly sure. I think I think they are trying to hide from me, though, moths. I, Don't you think? I like, love the, they... like, working out the intent of every insect to see, like, okay, are you a bug that's trying to hide from me? Or are you, are you okay with being out in the open? Moths do go toward the light. It doesn't feel like they're trying to hide. It's true. That's a good point. It's technically true. That's a good point. But if the light, yeah, but if the lights are off, uh, mm. I don't know. Who can then say? They, then they're just looking for the light. They're looking for the next light. They're trying to find you. There's, is actually I think what there's I'm saying probably here. also a significant difference here between things that are you primarily find outside, like butterflies yes, out sure. in the open yeah. where you sure. can see them, versus things like moths that are primarily inside and you open a, a drawer, like a, a cabinet, and there's one flying in your face unexpectedly. Blech. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> this did this didn't happen to me. This happened to Kelsey, but I I almost had a panic attack just hearing the story about it. Oh god. And she's she's normally very fine with bugs, but um I don't remember whether this was in our apartment and I was somewhere else or whether this was whether she was somewhere else. But she woke up at night and opened her eyes and it was pitch dark in there, but it was there was a lightning bug in the room and it was just like glowing every once in a while. And she freaked out. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, normally lightning bugs are fine, but when yeah. it's, like, 2 a.m. in your room. That would room, be very unsettling. Not, not, as, not as okay. That's an alien. That's yeah. an alien invader. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <Well>. yes. <laughs> I, I'm always fascinated because I have very strong memories of being, like, three to four years old. And in my backyard, my mom had, like, the flower beds. And around the edge of the flower beds were these little logs, like, kind of like the you know those ones that you just kind of use to line around the edge sometimes of a garden and they were pretty some of them were long and some of them were short and i would just flip them over and you would see earthworms and all the little bugs skittering away in the light and i would be fascinated by this and like i would do it all the time and yet at some point i flipped to the other side not of the log (laughs) but of my life and just became horrified by insects and I'm very much on Team Eric here. Like, I don't do butterfly gardens. Are you kidding me? Those little, <laughs> those creepy little insects that might fly around and touch me? No, thank you. Um, I have actually been oh, in a butterfly garden before. It was nope. not as bad as nope. I expected it to be. <laughs> One of my, my strongest memories. Um, so the, my least favorite bug is the house centipede. And I had never sure. encountered them before college. But... My freshman dorm, it's fresh it's move-in day, freshman year. My parents have like brought my stuff in, they've gone. I have met my sweet mates, but we don't know each other. And I see my first house centipede on the wall of my room. In fact, at Haverford, where I went, they were called Barkley Beasts after Barkley oh, being no. the name of the dorm. So like I see my first Barkley Beast and I have the moment of, oh my god. 
no one's gonna come kill this bug for me. I have to deal with this myself. And I did, and I managed to do it. And like by the time I was a, a senior, I was back in that dorm advising freshmen, and I was able to like be the on-haul bug killer as these new little 18-year-olds found their first sparkly Aww. beasts. I did not like them. I didn't like doing it. <laughs> but good for you. Can you give me a quick description of a house centipede? Devil. The devil. The devil in bug form. Accurate. I mean, what what make, what differentiates it from a normal centipede? So they have many, many legs, um, but like they also have two long leggy bits that kind of like give it this weird feeling. Like, I literally don't know if they're like at the front or at the back. I just know that like oh. they're light colored. Are they like silverfish sort fast. of like little? A little, like, I think yeah. they're very yeah, are similar. Are they silverfish? Yeah. Okay, they're very I, similar. Yeah, I don't know that they're exact same, but it's a very similar. <sighs> Mm. <laughs> We've had those in our apartment here. It's terrible. Yeah. Yes. No, they're Silver nightmares. It's they're awful. nightmares. And they move very fast. And I have, I've Too had fast. the experience of seeing one, and I take my eyes off it, and then I can't find it again. And then you're mm -hmm. just like, well, now I have to die. <laughs> I this this have, this was like two months ago. Mm. I it was four a.m. I was sitting in our rocking chair, feeding Bailey, feeding my daughter, and looked across the oh. room, and it was like pretty dark. Looked across the room, and there was a silverfish on the wall. Nope. And I just like, I just stared at it. I stayed calm, <laughs> stared at it, finished feeding Bailey, yep. held her, <sighs> put her back to bed, and walked out, and it was still there. Thank <laughs> God. I bet probably you would have had like a panic attack if it wasn't there anymore, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. That would have been the like, Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Bye. There's so oh, much character so growth to these stories, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I killed a bug once, and I, I managed yeah! to live. <laughs> Heroism. I don't... Bugs, I don't love bugs, but I would say generally they don't bother me themselves too very much. I mean, mm. the exceptions being like house centipedes, which are, yes, the, the accurate, accurate description is Satan. Satan. <laughs> Satan I mean, I'm not any legs. <laughs> Satan with way too many legs. I mean, I don't love spiders. Mm -hmm. uh, not a big spider fan. But I will say... I do, which I mean, like, I do have, like, a couple, I did have a couple of, like, traumatic bug, bug interactions as a child, and I feel like the one that, like, I mean, another bug that I don't think anyone really loves is uh, cockroaches. No. Ooh. Sure, sure. And so when I was a kid, uh, I went to the library a lot, and one time when we were at the library, they were having, like, a zoo day thing. So oh, some no. people from the Columbus sure. Zoo came, and they had some, like, little, you know, creatures and such. And they're having an event, and they asked for some volunteers from the little child audience, and they picked four of us. One of them was me. Yep. And they put us in front of the group, and they asked us to close our eyes. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Is this going to make Eric start and, sweating and, like, have to leave the oh, room? No. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but probably. So, anyways, they told us to close our eyes, and I did. And when we opened them again, they had put Madagascar hissing cockroaches on us. Oh, stop it. No, Why would that be that's, okay? That's so awful. I ate everything. <laughs> I needed to know. To the children. three other kids. The, well, the three other kids took this shit in stride. Oh. I freaked out. Yes. Um, and started trying to brush it off. And they got <laughs> mad. Because... <laughs> You, you, were like you put a, a terrifying bug on a child. What exactly are you expecting? Oh my because God. I was like gonna stomp that bitch if it fell off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but they were very bad that I was gonna hurt one of the it's like the, You put it in to tell no, you. Uh uh. That is so irresponsible. You can't just so, do that. Yeah. And then I guess like the other one is 
Um, so when I was little and we lived kind of out in the middle of nowhere, we would ride four wheelers like out through the woods and stuff. And <laughs> I was on the back of like my, uh, my stepdad's four wheeler. And I don't know how it happened. I think it was mostly we were stopped. But then like when you're on a hill, you're at an incline. So sometimes it went forward mm-hmm. a little and it, and I had long, even longer hair than I do now, like long hair and I don't know what they're called, but if you've been in the woods, like there are those like bagworms. Oh, what yeah. I've always yep. called them. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what, yeah, that's what we all call them. Yeah, too, yeah. Bagworms. It just looks like a big like net, white net. And there's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it looks like a big nasty, I'm not spider's web, but like a big old clump it of. Kind of, but it's, yeah. yeah. It's in that vein. And um, like the four wheeler did just kind of like didn't crash at all, but just like nut hit it enough. And this shit, that shit. <gasps> no. No. It was. All in my hair, and I need you to know that I was oh, out there with, <laughs> with my with my stepdad, my brother, and my papa. They all thought that shit was funny, oh, and I no. was no. I was I was definitely like in elementary school when both of these things happened, and like oh. it was traumatizing. That's but horrible. I would like to say, despite these traumas, I mean bugs. I don't know, like as long as they're not in my hair. Yeah. But they could be. They could they could I, get there at any moment. So I okay. Number one, I in terms of bugs that were cool, like I actually do like lightning bugs a lot. I always have. I, I, I so like I, even cool. honestly, maybe even the like. If I opened my eyes at night and there was one in the room, I'd probably be okay with it. I always have liked, like, catching them, and I didn't like to do the, like, stick them in a jar thing. I think maybe when I was very no. small we did that, but, like, I usually just, like, catch them, watch them crawl around on my hand, light up, and fly away. Mm-hmm. I think they're very cute. I don't cute. want their little buggy legs on me. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not cute. a big fan of spiders, of course, and, like, no. centipedes and roaches no. and all that stuff. Like, nasty. Eric, <laughs> since we're sharing bad bug stories... <laughs> I, this I I this don't want to traumatize you. <laughs> this yeah. might be like to me. This might be the worst one. I w- lived in Ireland for a year. I lived in Ireland. I uh, I was at like for a study abroad program. I was there for a year. It was very nice. In like a house, I was with five other people. We each had our own rooms with a little bathroom and everything. It was great. Jess, my now wife, at the time girlfriend, sent me a care yes. package. It was a delightful care package. It was going to have cookies and all this stuff in it. Great. So I got the care package. I opened it up and it's like, oh, this is great. And there was like a plastic bag with some stuff in it and everything. It was like awesome. And so I kind of left it on the floor near my bed and I was like over at my desk. And uh, half an hour later, I hear the (gasps) bag move. Like I hear like, and I was like, okay, well, sometimes bags just like either fall over, things shift and that's okay. But it kept happening. I was like. That sounds like something is moving. No. Something oh is moving no. on that bag or in that bag or in the box. No. And I went over and there was a spider crawling <gasps> out of the box that was like the size of my hand. It was. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, hate it. I, hate it. <laughs> I was like, and I then I Ugh. had to like, I was like, I can't let this thing get away and then be like, it's in my right. room somewhere. Good night. No. Like, <laughs> I had to like catch it and kill it god. before it got under the bed or anything and got away from me. Oh god! And it was before it yeah, ate before you. It, ate me. Yeah, it was like, yeah. one of the most like it was a, it, a truly traumatizing experience. And then I got to like oh my message god. Jess and be like, uh, "Thanks for Did the you surprise." Send me a spider? In my for box the spider and tried to murder me with. Like, and she was suitably horrified. How? Uh, How? I trust Jess's oh. judgment. If she did it on purpose, there was a, <laughs> there was a reason. Yeah. There was a fucking reason. 
You had it coming. (laughs) You get over it. You love that you should have named that spider and you should have kept it. (laughs) Turns out we don't want to do a long distance relationship while you're in Ireland. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thanks for the bug talk, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for coming to Bug Talk, our podcast within a podcast. (laughs) To get back now into our story, we've been dealing with bugs. Kurt and Evie and Marion have all been dealing with bugs, and now Dr. Whitner is there. And um, poor Marion, who has a bug inside her, just stepped away, having taken a bunch of Ipecac to try and get this bug out of her, uh, and received a text from um, her sect contact, her mentor in the Delphic Oracle sect that she is a part of, um, letting her know that there was some other attack that occurred. There is a house somewhere where attack an attack occurred. Um, then it seems like there may have been some sort of cover-up involved. She then started throwing up profusely from the epicac. <laughs> uh, and I will say, uh, Marion, as you are throwing up into the bushes, God. there's a lot of like bile and that sort of thing coming up, but the bug is not coming <gasps> up. <laughs> and in fact, you can feel it skittering around now, like no, in, like it just feels I'm making like it mad. Movement. This is illegal, Tommy. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Dr. Whitner is it comes over to you, Evie, and it's like, can I look at your I can I can help with your hand. Like just just show me your hand. I think we can just clean out that wound to make sure it doesn't get infected. I'd be concerned about that. Sure. Okay, okay. fine. Uh okay, fine. Um she treats it. You will heal for heal the one wound that you took from this. This is basically like first aid administered by a health professional. I was gonna say so. I wasn't originally last episode picking up what you were putting down as far as that was so I was like, leave me alone, but I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. No, you get yourself healed. <laughs> Kurt will ask her to take a look at his hand too. Okay. Um she looks at your hand and says, you know, it looks it doesn't actually look as bad as maybe you first thought that it would be based mm-hmm. on the like this the impact that you took. Um, and she wraps it up and says, as long as it's supported, you should be okay to, to keep using that hand normally. And you can heal a Great, wound. thank you. Mm-hmm. So as far as like, I, I know I asked about uh, last episode what my hand looks like, and it's like a, what you said, like a nail yeah. went through it. But like... It's not like turn on a weird collar or anything like that. You do not, it, like, it does not sh- appear to be turning any strange colors. It's just... Not turning into a bug? No, you do not appear to be oh, turning into God. a bug. Oh, God. Didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, that's been on my mind since... Uh, yeah, that's... I, I definitely have been imagining myself as like spewing insects and growing them in, within me, but I hadn't thought about turning into one. Well, that's also horrible, and thank you for that. But um, I don't think I immediately, my brain immediately went to like anamorphs. If you ever read those, like the yurks, absolutely. That, like, would call it the mm-hmm. brain. That's well, what I was they, kind of uh, thinking. Don't of. they seem to be ripping people apart as they as they leave? Yeah, I guess that's yeah. Um, Kurt, <laughs> yes, you hear the phone in your house ringing. Okay, uh, he'll go in and answer it. You pick up the phone. Hi, uh, Mr. Stevens. This is Officer Bearhalter. Uh, you had asked me to report anything strange to you uh what i can i i don't have a lot of information on everything that's happened or still looking into the attack but i just wanted to let you know that uh mr serrano he he has passed away uh in the hospital and uh he apparently according to uh the doctors who were there with him when he died he went into some kind of shock shortly before passing and he yelled something about 
a green man or green man. I don't know exactly <gasps> what. Something like that. And I just figured you asked me to pass on anything that I heard. And, uh, well, that's the news. Thank you, officer. I, uh, I appreciate you keeping me in the loop. You know, you, uh, you really are, uh, you're a great guy. Great officer. Really, I really appreciate everything you're doing, uh, for this hey, town. Plus. Can I ask you one other question? Do you know, do you know what he, what they said he died from? Uh, well, uh, my understanding is it was just the extent of the injuries from the attack. It may have even been the shock of whatever happened to him. After he went into this frantic state where he yelled about green man, he flatlined and died. All right. Well, I'll keep his keep his family in my thoughts and um, appreciate you reaching out. Uh, thank you, officer. Uh, of course. Uh, of, of course. Kurt... You think back for a moment. You know Joseph Serrano. As mentioned in the article, he was a recent graduate <gasps> oh, of the high school. And I didn't you think know, about you know, that. You're not familiar with every single kid who goes through there, but you recognize the name. Uh, he was called Joey, Joey Serrano. That was what he went by in school. You remember that he got in trouble once. He was, his hobby outside of school was he was an urban explorer. He loved to go into abandoned buildings, that sort of thing, take pictures. He always did that. And he got in trouble in his sophomore year because he actually broke into the Hillard Army Ammunition Plant, which is just outside of town. It is an ammo plant that, as per its name, was a commission for the army. Um, it was in use for a number of years. It closed down in the 70s. So it's been, it was closed for, for quite a while. Um, but he went there. And that, that area is considered dangerous. There were, like, alarms. And so he, he got into some trouble from doing that. Uh, and it kind of was one of those things that, you know, spread around school. Uh, and he was suspended temporarily um, and then reinstated after, after a little while. But that's what you know him from, is that he, that's what's something he loved to do. And he got in trouble from going to this ammo plant once. Okay. So I think Kurt takes just a moment to kind of collect himself, um, kind of collect his thoughts. You know, I think anytime, even if he didn't know him well, I think a student passing away kind of shakes mm -hmm. Kurt's mm -hmm. confidence a little bit, just kind of, kind of unsettles isn't quite enough but but kind of just rattles him a little sure. bit um to have something like that happen and just kind of collects himself and then heads back out to kind of see what's going on Bef before he heads back out i don't know what dr whip was doing or whatever i was going to say when when kurt went in and I, she didn't hear the conversation but i kind of wanted evie to go in after mm -hmm. or follow okay. didn't hear the conversation and she is just evie like what the fuck were you doing in here earlier um don't play. What do you mean? Don't be stupid. When you were in here earlier, something happened. Do you? Do you I mean, is there anyone else here? No, it's it's just me. Can we? Can we? No, step outside? no. Can we? I don't know. Can you? Well, I I certainly can. But would you step outside with me, please? I will because Marion's out there and she's. I don't fucking know what's going on, but I want you to know. I know you're doing something. I saw it when I was talking to the bug or whatever the fuck. I saw it. And I'm not gonna, I want you to know. I know, I know, I knew, I knew there was something about you. And she leaves. Ms. Unger, before you go, you know how, you know I know you can do things. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I can too sometimes. I I was trying to I was trying to fix my hand. It it didn't work, but but that's that's what you saw. Let's go outside. And he kind of moves toward the door and tries to kind of escort her out. She's fine. She'll go. Okay. All right, you step outside. I so Marion is has puked mm-hmm. her guts up for a while and knows Peter the stomach bug mm-hmm. is not coming up <laughs> and out. And I think I don't know how long it's that part is taking, but I know that Dr. Whitner went to try to help Evie, and then all of this after that has happened in the house. Um, Marion is extremely secretive about the stuff that is happening with Pythia, with her sect. And if she's going to try weird stuff, she generally tries to do it when no one is mm-hmm. is looking her way. But, like, she's terrified. She's terrified mm-hmm. having this bug in her. And it's not coming up. I think... I mean, can I... Can she try to use magic to to banish or not to to bar a place her own innards <laughs> from a specific creature can she try and use magic to expel this thing from her in this moment where no one is watching her because they assume she's still gagging and no <laughs> i don't mean i don't like to say straight no to a player but okay. you are not you I, not that you can never try to use magic but you do not yeah. have a connection to like mystical stuff in terms of you might be able to get someone from the sex to try That's magic fair. on you. You could try, you know, mm-hmm. obviously Evie can do things. You do not have an automatic way to be able to use, just try to use magic. Um, if you okay. tried to do it on the off chance you were able to tap into anything magical, and I'm going to say I'm, I'm letting you know this because I think your character would be aware of your characters dealt with yeah. magic users, etc., if you tried to use it without being able to control it, the odds of it succeeding mm. are astronomically low, and the odds of something going bad are really, really high. Um, so I'm going to say that your character would would understand that that is not necessary, not not really an option for them to try to do on themselves. Okay. Then I'll say in that moment where she's puked up her guts, she's real tempted. Okay. But she'll she'll avoid it, and and we'll just sit there and. Try not to have a nervous breakdown. Okay. Do you think there's any chance that Kurt saw her get the text? I don't know. I think you were moving inside. I want to say the phone rang around the time that she had moved off okay. to take mm-hmm. the Ipecac. So you were probably inside on the phone when she got her text or just going to answer the phone when she got it. Is there anything else that you need from me? I, I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, young lady, that I cannot assist you more. Uh, I'm, But uh, there. Really, there's nothing else I can do without actual, you know, uh, a, a medical facility to really no, help of, you. of course, that's that's totally fine. Um, uh, you mentioned like um, surgery potentially being a thing. It might that might have to be the yeah. I mean, generally, if you just think foreign objects, whether they're alive or not, something that gets in you, sometimes you know you just need surgery to get to be able to get it out. Um, if you're yeah. able to convey the urgency of this to um, one of the local, you know, a, a local ER or something, then they might be able to rush you into a surgery and, and get it removed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do, you have a, do you have a recommendation? Do you have a favorite one? Uh, there's just the local hospital, uh, St. Stephen's. You can go, you could go there, uh, go to the ER cool. there. Um, don't tell them I sent you. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Noted. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, boy. 
Thank you. I, I appreciate your help um, for me, for Evie. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. Um, and I think Kurt kind of walks over to Marion and puts his hand on her shoulder and just says, "Do you want to? Do you want to go to the ER, or or should we try to figure out what's going on?" Uh, I don't think I can. Not yet. Not just now. I um. I'll I'll actually I'll take out my phone, and I'll I'll show him the text. I think it's happening. I think it's still happening. I think I think I have to go. I think we have to figure this out. I think I think this is what I gotta do right now. Is Dr. Whitmer gone? She is about to get into her car and leave. Oh, I'm just waiting for her to leave. Okay. She says um to Kurt, if you need if you need anything else that I can assist with, of course, just give me a call. Gets in her car and you hear her mumble under her breath, Whitmer, Whitner, they don't even know my fucking name. She closes the door <laughs> and she <laughs> dra- pulls out of the driveway. <laughs> you know, we're all under a lot of pressure here, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what we've not, seen. Not such a cool doctor anymore. Jesus. Uh, Evie. Pretty square. You saw, you saw Marion show a text message to Kurt just now. You did not see it because it was presented to Kurt and not to you. But you saw that this interaction occur. I don't know what the fuck you guys are looking at, but do you... Mary, do you want me to... I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. I don't... Do you want me to try something? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. You talk to it. <laughs> you already got a connection. Maybe I mean, I don't, help. I don't fucking think we're friends or anything like that. I mean, the bug... <laughs> I don't, hey, we thanks don't, for the clarification. Yeah, I, I, I started, and then I was like, I don't, we are fr- The bug and I, Peter, are not friends, okay? Like, I don't think we have that Pete. relationship. I can't just ask him to move out. But, yeah. well, I, yeah, anyway, I can, tr- I can try. And, I, and, and if it works, great. If it doesn't work, I, things could get worse. Or, or maybe nothing happens. Yeah, um... Okay, Tommy, can I get a sense? Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed to get angrier mm-hmm. whenever Evie talked to it earlier. Mm-hmm. And the anger that I was feeling was it just being wigglier, right? Like, yeah. I'm not feeling pain. Not yet. Oh, don't say that. Don't say <laughs> that. <laughs> She's not feeling any scratching yet. No little nibbles. <laughs> a little tickle. I'm just like, oh my god, like instantaneous, like bad news bears if that thing starts cutting from within me. That's such a bad, bad plan. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wonder, like, it felt, is there a- it felt very responsive to yeah. whatever Evie was doing in terms of like when it was the most agitated, it was when she was doing, when she was speaking to it. It got agitated okay. when you tried to puke it out as well, but like, yeah, it like got that. like at its worst, felt worst when she was talking to it. Okay. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of, do you think I would have a heads up if it's about to start really causing harm to me on the inside? I would say yes. I think you it would, would like, know. be active enough yes. for I, a moment I think or two think before. That the way that it feels, when you have like, for example, when you were driving over, you didn't feel yeah. anything. It was basically still. Okay. It seems like when you are kind of engaging with it, it is mm-hmm. getting more active and it is like crawling around and doing things. And you get the feeling that if it's about to do something that would really hurt you, you'd probably yeah. know. You'd probably start to really feel it moving around in there and, and doing things. So I would say that, yeah, that is my answer. Yeah, that's fair. Did it react at all when... 
I killed the other one before. I guess it had crawled into her. Um, not not especially strongly. Like I think maybe there was a wriggle when that okay. happened, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like freaking out. Okay. So I'll I'll look back at Evie. I don't. I trust you. I do. I don't know if we're there yet. Can we have a thing where if I look at you and I say a code word, that's fucking go time, and like you give it a shot? What? Think, yeah. What what's is, our code what's word? word? What is our code word? <laughs> it's like the opposite of a safe word. <laughs> fucking go time. Fucking go time. That's it. That's it. It's fucking go time. I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So remind me. So you showed me this text. Mm-hmm. Um, it said cover up. It said house, and what? And the other one was just an, like another attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. So effectively, that was the summary of of the text. Okay. Yeah, it seems like this is more widespread than even just Barry and and Joey Serrano. Um, the the phone call was one of the local local PD. Um, he let me know. This, this Joey Serrano, he just passed away. And it, it made me remember a couple years ago, he got in trouble for for breaking into an, an, amu, an ammo supply house or, or something like that, some, something close by. And apparently when he just died, he said green man or green man or, or something like that. I don't know. It, it, there's a connection for me there. I, I don't know. A green army supply. I, I, I don't know. It just, I wonder if it's worth us checking out if he found something there that led to whatever it was that, that happened to him. What are you talking him? about more widespread? It's, it, it, it's fucking Barry and Joey or whoever. I think there might be more. But why, I, I mean, like, there's why? There's not more now. There might well be more coming. Didn't we hear Evie say grow, spread, you or did. did we not yeah. hear Evie? did, because Evie, like, yeah. opened her mouth and the voice came out while she was doing the communication. Yeah, when when that creature was talking th- when that creature was talking through you, it, it said that it wanted to grow, it said it wanted to spread. What but if I mean, it already if it had? wanted to grow or if it wanted to spread like I mean, that's thing that's something that's one it I don't know. I guess yeah. Sure. Whatever we can do, like if we can just do it, figure this fucking out so we can help Marion. I don't fucking know, whatever. Okay. Kurt, you do know green there is also there are a couple of greenmans in town. That is a, a name of families okay. that um... have, that are in the town. Interesting. Okay. Um, what what are we seeing from Evie right now? Like, what is her? What is she like? What does she seem to be experiencing? We're so right fucking now? suspicious of each other. It's incredible. In terms of- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not suspicious. I I think I think Kurt is. I think Kurt feels bad. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, she's agitated. Uh, she's. Uh, I mean, she's upset because Barry's fucking dead and whatever's happening in Marion's like that bug in Marion's stomach and like you know. Coach Stevens is doing some weird shit, but she doesn't know what it is. And, you know, she's, I think she's especially agitated because I think I mentioned earlier, the last couple of years of her life have, have, have been very bad. And it is, uh, try, mm-hmm. it is just now going up again. And now she's come here and she thought this was going to be mm-hmm. part of just like, okay, we're going back. I'm going to see Mary and it's going to be cool. And immediately it's shit. And so she is annoyed, she's frustrated, yeah. and she doesn't know what, I mean, she's, I mean, she's maybe a little bit mad, but only as mad as she ever, has ever been when she was dealing with Coach Stevens. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just mostly yeah. frustrated. So, so Kurt will walk over to her and try to put his hand on her shoulder. Will mm, she let him do that? No. 
Okay. So he, he reaches out, and I assume you just kind of, like, back up a little bit. And he says, I know. I I know. And he kind of, like, looks back over at the door, trying to kind of, like, signal, like, I know the conversation we just had. He's like, I just I just want to help Marion. I just want to help Marion. And just, please, let me, let me help. Uh, let me help. Fine, but don't fucking touch me. I won't. Oh, I love a reunion. They always go so well. Right. Okay. What is everyone's next Where step? Where to? Yeah. Do we try to army or the Greenman family? I guess. Or the park where Or the park, yeah. yeah. Are we are we just leaving Barry in the car here? I don't I don't know what else we could do. Um I can I can drive and we can we can put the car and Barry in the shed if you want. That might be a good idea. Get him, get him out of the way, so that just in case people don't see a weird new car here. I don't know. You're kind of far off the road. I want to try something first. Evelyn, or I want to use mm-hmm. the sight mm. to see if I can, if Barry's spirit is there, if he is dead. Okay. I guess, I guess she is, especially with Doctor Wit or, or <laughs> whatever. Wit or yeah. Uh, saying like officially being like he's dead she is whatever coming to grips with it i suppose but she's gonna try to see if she can sure see him and maybe sure. ask questions feel free to roll it's kind of the goal um that's a good I think idea you, what we will want you to roll here um is actually the site itself um is sort of an automatic thing that you can do so it's an investigative mystery mm-hmm. role which is actually i think our mm-hmm. first one of those of the night well, no, you. I, yes, I think uh, actually, is. I think uh, Marion rolled that technically as part of her contacting the sect. But uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well. Oh no! Uh, that is the shoe dropping. Uh, it was a, s- <laughs> and I don't think I want to use one of my luck. What'd you get? Not a six. A six. Oh, okay. so close. All right. Uh, so you. Go into your this, the spirit realm again. You focus and um, you open your eyes, and everything's in film neg- the kind of film negative. And you don't see Barry's spirit there. That doesn't mean that he's not dead. So he's alive. It means he went straight to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> his spirit, his spirit doesn't necessarily need to be hanging around his body. It could be right. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you, what you do see is sort of a it's it's a very vague form it doesn't even really take a full shape it's just sort of a little wavy and kind of white and sometimes a little sort of insectile like leg seems to come out of it (gasps) but otherwise it's fairly amorphous and it it just sort of floats towards you (sighs) back it up and, oh, it was behind me, but I'm going that way. <laughs> uh, it as it floats towards you, what it like you hear kind of through the this sort of like psychic vision that you're having is it going? I see you. That sucks. <laughs> we can follow you, and then it your vision returns to normal. <laughs> So earlier, I know I said, you know, what it was saying, because I was kind of channeling at the point was communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did I? I don't I think you any- said this out loud this time. Say, no, I didn't before, like, mm-hmm. in, I guess, session zero. But like, I know I didn't then. I just clarifying. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that didn't seem to work. Oh, boy. No, it didn't fucking work. Good job. Okay, okay. It was no. Let's 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 go. Let's let's pick let's pick a place. Let's go. It's following us. It's, what? It's, it, I don't know. I don't know what it Peter. is. Thing. Oh man. <laughs> Peter. He's watching. <laughs> she like grips her stomach. <laughs> God damn it, Peter! Like, hold on, I gotta put my hands on my on her stomach again and be like, Peter, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me your weird friend was hanging got out. A bug tracker. Oh, I got a tracking bug. That's fun. He's a stomach tracking oh, bug. So many bugs. <laughs> I was gonna say just so many. I mean, it was a. Oh, He's, I think it's watching all of try- us. It's not just Peter. Just like like the Lord. <laughs> just like. Yeah. Um, exact same. Bugs um, are watching us. <laughs> bugs are watching us. Hell yeah. This is the musical season. Um, <laughs> it's it, it was I didn't I thought sorry I thought maybe Barry would be there or something helpful would be there if I looked and nothing helpful was there. It was a big thing mm-hmm. with some with a, a sometimes there were it looked kind of bug but it was just it was a thing and it said it could see us. Or me, or something, and it was. It can follow. I don't. I mean, I don't at least know. we know. I don't know what it is. We don't know anything. We don't know what it is. It's following. I mean, okay. Well, if we if we can't escape it, then yeah. Mary and I think you're right. We should just pick somewhere and and go. Maybe we can at least learn something. You're the you're the. Uh, I mean, you. Why don't you decide where we should go? Okay, sure. Um, the green man. Wait a minute. There's, there's a, so Green Man is what you said Joey was saying, and we think could be a Green Man. There's also people with the last name Greenman here in town. I mean, Kurt, do you know anything about the Greenmans? Have they sent kids through the, through the high school? Is that something that you would know? Yeah, do I, do I know anything about the Greenmans? You would know, um, that... There are, there are, I would say, probably like two families with the last name Greenman in town. One of them doesn't really have any kids that have, or at least not currently, maybe a long time ago. They were a little older. Um, the other family um, moved out of town recently, um, sort of suddenly. And they had kids that were younger. They were not high school age. So they they weren't in the the high school system, but they were in like the grade school. Well, one of the one of the families, now that you mention it, they they did move out of town, kind of suddenly. Maybe that's the could that be the the house? I I think I could probably find their address where they lived. Maybe maybe that could be a place to start. I think that's definitely worth checking out. I think if we if we've narrowed it down to the house, if we've narrowed it to the park, um, I don't know about the. Did you say it was like a. Army? The Hillard Army mm-hmm. Ammo Plant? The Hillard Army Ammo mm-hmm. Plant. <laughs> I, okay. Woo, okay. Technically, there are three of us and there are three places. Oh, God. But I don't I know that we want to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> Worked it all out. Uh, house. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go with house. I think let's just drive by the, the Greenman place real quick. See if we can, if we can see... I don't know if we're expecting a sign out front that says "Bugs are us." Get your creeper and crawlies <laughs> here, but it's worth driving past. I don't know. Yeah, if your if your contact said said house, then maybe that's that's a good place to start. 
fucking contact. <laughs> oh, who the fuck? What do you mean? You gotta. I mean, I don't. Marion is just like she doesn't know what to say. She's looking at Evie. I don't want to be an asshole to you, Marion. Yeah. She and she specifically uh, the point yep. is to Marion. <laughs> and I know. I know. This it's bad. I know. But you guys, you are clearly talking to, I, who, who is, like, what contact? What are you talking about? Oh, boy. Um, and I think she's going to do the worst thing she could do at that moment, which is just going to glance over to Kurt. And, like, she knows that if I'm Evie notices that. Yup, yup, yup. I'm talking to you. Worse. So I think Kurt, at this point, will will get into... Barry's car and like start doing the switch, you know, like You're the car just switch. Get out of this one and let, and let them and talk let them have this. a yeah. moment to yeah. talk. That's girl drama. I'm gonna get rid of this car. <laughs> I think He's honestly, like, oh, okay, that's why like you. smart move. <laughs> okay, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're right. I don't, Avi. I don't know how to fucking tell you about this. I don't about what I mean. I mean, we're already in it. We're here. And you have a weird shitty bug in your stomach. I got oh. bit by a, by one of them. It hurt like hell. I just saw a big spirit bug, maybe. I don't know. In the, in the spirit world, it says it, it can see me or us or whatever. There's really... It can't get much weirder. I don't... And I... It, it clearly, he knows. I saw you show him the yeah. phone. Yeah... Um, and if you would yeah. tell him and not me. Okay. I, okay. Um, oh, I made a big mess. Okay. No, it's fine. Um, okay. Evie, fucking love you. I've known you forever. I'm going to tell you, but like, seriously, this is a secret. Okay. Like, I love you. You have also of the three of us here, the one that has been on national television talking about weird, spooky shit that I ch- I am telling you this because I am trusting you. I'm not asking you. I am trusting you that this doesn't go further. OK, if you trust me, like what, what, what else do I have to say to you? You trust okay. me or you don't. I do. I, ge- I genuinely do. Fun fact. And she actually is going to take off one of her drapey layers and you see that she's got like a silver knife strapped to her forearm, and she's got two other knives that are actually on her back. What the and- fuck? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. So remember that trip to Greece? Um I got kind of an invitation to join up with um ancient and really powerful oracular sect that has kind of been in hiding for like 1500 years but existed for far longer than that and sometimes we go out and we we like charge with monsters and like it's really fun and some people see things and some people just go fight things with swords and I mostly just kind of fight things with swords but like honestly it's kind of a big big secret and that's why I don't really talk about it but then one day I kind of ran into curtain and I don't know I kind of came out and I didn't really mean to tell I don't know but like I, I couldn't tell you because I'm not supposed to tell anybody and like you know this thing has been in secret for like 1500 years and I don't want anybody the one that fucks that up I can't fuck that up Evie because I fucking love going out and shoot killing monsters i got knives dv i got knives and um that's the short version yeah evie is very standing there just like processing the the many layers oh i (laughs) fucked it up i fucked it up that wasn't there's got to be a better way to tell people that but i don't know how to tell people that because i don't tell people that 
I love you. She is standing there. She is not saying anything, and she's not looking at Marion anymore. Oh, fuck. She just pulls herself together suddenly in a way that is very not Evelyn. She says, okay, good to know. I, are we, whose car are we fucking taking? And at that, mo- at that point, Kurt pulls up with his old Toyota Corolla. <laughs> the car of kings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, uh, hop in when you're ready. She gets in the back seat. Yeah, Marion just stands there for like half a second more, just like deep in the knowledge of like, yup, fuck that one up. That uh could have gone better. <laughs> so she's gonna like put her put her little like jacket thing back on and then she's gonna get in the front seat. In the passenger seat. Let's go! Greenman Ahoy. Specifically, I would just say Evie sits behind Marion. So if she's gonna be looking <laughs> at anyone directly actually now, the person she has like a most direct line to is Kurt. So yep. I mean, she does. That's how. But that's how in her feelings she is right now. And he's not. And he's not <laughs> looking in the rearview mirror. He's actively <laughs> avoiding looking in the Attention. rearview mirror. <laughs> uh, how how would you three? Uh, you don't know the exact address of the Greedman residence, so you would need to like look that up in some way. Are there any other preparations you want to make before you go there? I think Kurt wants to swing by the school first. He 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 has easy access to the address records if he just goes okay. inside real quick. All right. Evie, I think is gonna like maybe text her brother or something. Okay. The one that still lives yeah. around. Just just ask him if he knows if he knows the Greenmans because he has two kids. I mean, he's been there all his life too. Uh, and you know, he has two kids. They're, they'd be older than the Greenman kids because they're in high school. But this is the this so is Alex, like, hey, right? The old yep. This okay. is Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's like, hey, do you know, do you know any Greenmans had some kids? Okay. You will, you send a text off to, uh, to Alex, um, and just asking that question. It is, I, it's like 11 o'clock at night right now, just as FYI. Oh, I forgot. Uh, so. <laughs> Fuck him. I don't give a um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Alex. Wake okay. up. Beep, beep. Um, <laughs> beep, beep, beep. You swing by the school <laughs> and go in and you are able to go in and look up the address records for Greenman. What you find is uh, that there are, there was a, uh, it's a family um, that live at or lived at 1516 Willow Tree Lane. The the parents were, were or are, I guess, Lionel Greenman and Martina Greenman. And the kids? Yeah, the, the kids are uh, Jessica and Austin. There was a part of me that was like, ooh, if they have names, maybe we're on to them. And then I was like, no, Tommy's like good at what he does. They have names because they might get mentioned, not because yeah. they're the I, bad I had that thought process, too. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So I think, yeah, Kurt will try to get in and get in and out of the school as quickly as possible and head back to the car. Okay. Are we just Does sitting awkwardly? to more icy tension? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, and, and obviously it's a bad time to text, too, but I mean, also Evie's just, like, so pointedly not saying anything. It's like, I gotta do something. I'll yep. text my shitty brother. Okay. Yeah, she's not talking. <laughs> Out of curiosity, does it, while you're driving, does anyone put, uh, put on the radio? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> as soon as I realize just oh, how quiet to, it's yeah, gonna it. be. <laughs> okay. Oh, 
boy. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that the bugs have gotten out of Joey and have run rampant across the hospital. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. I I would like to say as soon as they try to turn the radio on, I would like to try to turn it off <laughs> magically. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay, you like turn the radio on. <laughs> Uh, and actually, I think <laughs> I think the way to play this here is that you turn the radio on and you it's actually on like uh, someone reading off just a, a short like news report <laughs> mentioning that because, I mean, you know, it's narrative. Of course, there's always something relevant when you turn on a new you know, radio or TV. <laughs> of course. How? Uh, they just started the story, too. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and it is someone saying uh, that. Um, police have are continued their investigation into the mysterious attack and have taken an unusual tactic. They're bringing on famed psychic Althea Belmont to assist with the investigation. <gasps> <laughs> is that when and, you turn uh, it off? <laughs> yeah, the DJ is like, it sounds, sounds yes. a little ridiculous to me, but I guess whatever helps, right? <laughs> anyway, we're going to get back to the music now, and the and then like the radio just won't make you roll for this. The radio just clicks off I was gonna suddenly. Say In fact, the knob <laughs> comes off fully. <laughs> Marion knows how much Evie does not want to hear that particular fact, but she's also scared to like oh have like a fun friend reaction to that. So she's just going to sit and go oh boy, fuck her. Not great. Yep. Great. That's all. I mean, that's all Evie has to say. You uh, pull up um, to it's it's a kind of normal residential neighborhood here in Ashland, um, just you know outside of the main kind of town center. Rows of cute little houses. Um, you pull up uh, just across the little street on Willow Tree Lane uh, and park your car. Now you there are houses on either side, so. Either have to park in front of the Greenman house or in front of one of the houses on the other side. That I leave up to you. I'll park in front. I think I'll park in front of the in house. In front of the Greenman house? Okay. Yeah. All right. You park in front of the Greenman house and uh, turn off the lights and uh, get out of the car and you look. And the thing that first strikes you about the house is that there is actually caution tape up around, like, kind of across the fence gate on the front. You parked along the side of the house and if you look at the the fencing that goes around to the front you can see a little bit of caution tape in, on the front gate um, and also across the front door of the house and there is like a note that you can't read from here a piece of paper that is taped up to the front of the house what would you like to do i'm gonna go read the paper okay yeah it's not a great not, sign no uh, it, it, as you, know. you are starting to walk around the house to go read the paper you hear call out from behind you excuse me can I help you? Oh, no. And that's where we're going to end our episode. Oh, no. For now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's just a nosy old lady who we can. <laughs> we'll just talk to her. Like, and she's got some fire. cookies. She saw us pull up and she's like, oh, friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a great exactly. new ginger snap recipe. Something delightful. <laughs> Would you like one? <laughs> It's a for everybody. No, God, that's something out of the horror story. Little wriggling legs. This podcast was created using Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. It is based on an original adventure written by Tommy Whitty. 
Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at nomgpodcast on Twitter and Instagram or at nomgpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash nomgpodcast.